regularly making sure social media platforms are aware of the latest narratives dangerous to public health. You shouldn't be banned from one platform and not others uh, if you are for uh, uh, providing misinformation out there. Algorithms, I don't know how they work, but they all do know how they work. The public has a right to know. That's the point that we're making, and we're dealing with a life or death issue here, and so everybody has a role to play in making sure there's accurate information. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to try something new this evening. If you notice, it is Thursday night, and you should have a notification that our podcast just posted because we just recorded it, so there's no editing. So that means I will mitigate the curse words, control my speech and my thought, and Reverso will definitely do the same. What people do not know is Reverso says all kinds of insane things. People can like talk about how he does. Oh, he does. I wish he'd say more. He doesn't talk much. He talks all the time. He says all kinds of insane things. So that's why it takes three days to edit the podcast. Yeah. So, uh, we'll, we'll, we will see how this goes. <laughs> so I, I, I will signal to Buford sometimes, uh, regularly to, to, you know, stop the recording for certain things. <clears throat> so maybe we'll have to do a lot of that, but obviously a lot of exciting things going on. Mainly my vacation was great. That was exciting for me anyway. So <laughs> nobody cares. Uh, I was just looking at a headline that uh, in Maricopa County where all this uh, malfeasance is going on. Apparently, the sheriff's office is putting up barriers and blockades. No, no, no. What? 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 We had a clean, fair election. The results are in. Everything's over. It was it was decided quickly, right? That's Del- what it was Del- going to Del- be, right? No, I didn't say that. I never said it. No, I mean, the, I'm not oh. saying you said. Okay, that. okay. I'm defensive. I'm old. I'm hyper. I'm right. hypersensitive. I know. It. I'm defensive. I know your foot shaking. I've been attacked. <laughs> I'm wearing Crocs too. And because socks. my neighbor, well, that's because I was, uh, <laughs> you ain't got no edit button. So, you know, what I'm <laughs> see people don't understand how much I get beat up and I come back every week and still do this, but that's fine. I'm wearing Crocs because I stepped in my neighbor's cat crap, my neighbor's cat's crap again. And I, w- well, you know what? I would like to put a BB. Bedazzle. <laughs> yeah. I mean, mm. So, they're uh, Gateway Pundits telling people to go surround the uh, center, where the, the tabulation center, where this is going on. So, the sheriff's office is apparently putting people up on the roof. So, that, that doesn't give me a good feeling that, that Kerry Lake's going to actually win. That indicates That's happening to, right now. Yes. Yeah. That indicates to me that they're, they're most likely going to uh, cheat. So, um wasn't this the sheriff that got voted in to clean up all that stuff that we talked about a while back? No, because he was in Pinal County, uh-huh. not Maricopa County. Maricopa County's got a terrible sheriff. Pinal County—that's the one that was on—that's on Locked Up, right? I don't know. <laughs> the show Locked Up has the, has the cowboy hat. I don't know. Maybe everybody in Arizona. He does a have a cowboy hat. hat. Yeah, yeah. I think he was on the show Locked Up, but like he had those undercover prisoners come in. I haven't seen Locked Up in a while. Yeah, I think it, I think it was. Like I, I, I binge watched it one time, and my wife didn't. She was like, "That's enough," because the thing was, man, like you know, when you you go to like good people go to prison. Or no edit button. That's fine. People go to prison, and like they become, you know, cause you're, when you're in that element, you become that. 
And so after two days of watching it, I started talking different. You know what I mean? Like I was wanting to rob people. And it just wasn't a good did thing. Did you start like sagging your pants and stuff? I did, yeah. Man, yeah. I, was, like, I had like one of those double rings. And like, I cut little like things into my hair. Did yeah. you request powdered soap? Yeah. <laughs> I did. And I, uh, I, I did my own tattoo, see? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you like that? Wow. Yeah. So <laughs> it was bad, dude. And this one, too. So we had to stop watching Locked Up. First 48 is my favorite. Uh, yeah, I like that, too. Demetrius was an aspiring rapper. Every episode. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. Anyway. So. Yeah, dude, a lot of people are upset about the uh, midterms. I'm not surprised by anything. I'm not upset uh, for a lot of different reasons. We could talk about this one singular subject for hours. Maybe we will. Um, my kind of a overall opinion is uh, we're going to control the House, number one, which to me, if this many people are still voting Democrat after the, the turmoil that we've endured the last two years, you guys still need – to take some more medicine, but you know, trying to put yourself in the mindset because right now they're talking about the TikTok generation, and that dude, this is a real thing. These people have a very, very short attention span by design. We've talked about the way that this website is designed to work, and even so, YouTube has theirs that emulates it. Facebook has one that emulates it, and so these short, these shorts, it's you know, it's designed to to exacerbate an already short attention span of, you know, this generation. And so these Democrats were going on there kind of trying to do like what de Blasio did with eating the hamburgers for the COVID vaccine and make themselves relatable. And they're really awkward and cringy, but it's working. That's the problem. It's working for the... the, So these are legitimate votes? Yes and no. I mean, there are... No, there there are obviously enough legitimate Democrat votes to... this is my opinion and my assertion from what my research is that what you have is the early ballots. They're holding the early Democrat mail-in ballots back, gauging what they need. And I would assume, in my opinion, supposedly, um, (coughs) there are fraudulent ballots mixed in so they can calculate and judge where they need to be to land because what what was occurring in uh, Maricopa County specifically, and, and we'll look at this later. I don't I don't have this arranged. Maybe the best. So much stuff is going on. So, and again, this is being the first time that we're kind of doing this this way. I'm going to be a little more apprehensive about what I say. And like obviously, so you say now they have the fraudulent vote ballots mixed in versus in 2020. Were they just dumping large amounts of fraudulent they're, ballots? Well, so, and again, this is just my opinion and and, and my assertion from my research to reiterate. Mike Lindell is showing these graphs where they're watching the the data come in electronically, and you see, you see those same big jumps. And so Herschel Walker's, Walker's race was, was the worst one. And I was watching it in real time because he would pull away from Warnock and said they got to get 50%, at least for 50% of the vote to win. If they don't, it goes to a runoff, which it did. It, all indications are there that, in my opinion, they he was cheated because, like, when you're looking at the, the numbers, he has a 4,000 to 10,000 vote lead. All of a sudden, that drops to, you know, a 500 vote lead. He pulls away again. It comes back. And then 
Warnock pulls ahead eventually of them doing that. And you can see it on the graph. It looks just like in 2020, the presidential election, the, like the letter F, like the blue line just all of a sudden has a straight up increase. <clears throat> and so the, it also looks like, and what people believe is happening is the, a lot of those mail-in ballots that, that Republicans received, they held them until election day and dropped them off election day. So those are being held back, and, and, and we'll listen to Carrie Lake's take on it from earlier today. And, and it's obvious that they're, they're slow walking this to demoralize people. And, and then also, to, what's the th- I mean, to me, it makes it so obvious what you're doing. All these other states can get this done. This is a hotly contested race. Why is that? Why is it taking so long? But there is so many things to talk about. What went into this? Because, you know, the, the Republican establishment did not back Carrie Lake. This was Donald Trump's candidate, and she is a boss. She's an absolute beast. She's phenomenal. And so, and I'll tie this into the first story that we have here in just a minute. But Blake Masters and Carrie Lake are are, are both endorsed by Trump. Carrie Lake is a firebrand that is is cut from the exact same fabric as him. She's a more articulate version of Donald Trump. Like she's a she takes the fight to everybody verbally. She's as sharp as they come. She's very aggressive, very intelligent, very well spoken, and everybody's afraid of her. But dude, she's very. Uh, I'm trying to find the right word, man. She's unshakable for sure, and so. Um, I'm just looking, uh, trying to look f- from a wider field of view at what I'm seeing with the Republican Party because I'm really starting to realize how big of a problem the Republican Party has been in this endeavor in more than one way. The Republican Party is only worried about the self-preservation of itself and its long-term members. They never back Carrie Lake. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, because she's new. Well, one of the because things, she's endorsed by Trump. Yes, because she's an America First, quote unquote, MAGA candidate, and do she she got to where she's at, campaigning the number one thing: election fraud, fixing our elections, and people love it because they know. Second, border wall, fix the elections and seal the border. That's it. That's her two main things, and that's all anybody wants right now. And, you know, in, in 2016, when Trump was campaigning, the border walls, what what brought him into the fold? Like, that's what brought him to the party, is closing the border. So let me hold that thought there, and then we're going to get into this first article on Breitbart, which <clears throat> Breitbart's slipping hardcore, in my opinion. Joe Biden, this is uh, Donald Trump fight with Ron DeSantis in a Republican primary would be fun. And so... We'll just do a little bit of this one. President Joe Biden said Wednesday he looked forward to a fight between former President Donald Trump and current Florida Governor Ron DeSantis in a possible run for president in 2024. Quote, it would be fun watching them take on each other. Biden grinned and when asked by a reporter which candidate would be the strongest opponent in a theoretical 2024 election. <clears throat> and so Donald Trump has come out and said he's, he's fired some shots across the bow, direct insults at uh, Ron DeSantis. A lot of people don't like it. First, he called him, uh, let me see, it was Ron uh, DeSanctimonious. Yeah, DeSanctimonious. And so then he said that it would be a bad thing for him if he ran, that he had dirt on him that even his wife doesn't know. and That he, Trump does? Correct. No. And so everybody's clutching their pearls. They don't like it. 
and this is my opinion, 2018 when Andrew Gillum, the gay black guy, I think he, he's the, the black guy that got caught doing the gay stuff at the on crack or cocaine, whatever it was. Yeah. So that was a neck, that was that was a very close race. And again, I I believe there's malfeasance in that one. But my opinion and the way I remember it historically, Donald Trump brought him across the finish line. Period. He campaigned with him. He brought him across the finish line. So there, there may no, in theory, there may not have been a Governor DeSantis if it hadn't been for Donald Trump to begin with. And so, right off the bat, um, the Democrats want to see this. The establishments, want, they want to see this fight. Everybody's saying now, because there was no quote-unquote red wave, which is debatable, Oh, Donald Trump's got to go. So this was calculated the amount that they build up what this quote-unquote red wave would be. Um, I think this is a calculated approach by the establishment to to do exactly what they're doing and say, oh, this is all Donald Trump's fault, which Donald Trump has over 200 wins in this cycle. And I, th- I want to say single digits, maybe 10 to 12 losses max. So that's not even accurate. That's not true. Yeah, so, that's not even getting any, any press time. Yeah, because it's a narrative that they're still trying to control that is anti-Donald Trump. They cannot have this. So that gives me pause because Paul Ryan, who uh, he lost the House of Representatives when he was the speaker. He, Paul Ryan is a, a loser. You've never won for the American people. You've never really won for your party except for corrupt endeavors. You've never done anything good for the people. I would love to know what it is. Can you name it off? Mitt Romney, any of you guys, can you point to anything that you've done for the American people that you can put a, that's the feather in my cap of what I did. You can't because you didn't because you suck. And again, they're these long-term members of the Republican Party that are worried about the party this, the party that. I could not care less about the Republican Party. I care about the United States of America and America's citizens, not the Republican Party. The Republican Party's feckless. They're corrupt. And if anything, Donald Trump, expose the cancerous rot that has permeated the entirety of the Republican Party. It's disgusting. And he shined a light on... Because the thing was, remember, prior to Donald Trump, it was voting for, quote-unquote, the lesser of two evils. He changed all that. And this is my opinion, dude. I paid attention to this stuff the majority of my life. He changed all of that. Like, so, dude, in 2016, man, it... I, I felt phenomenal voting for Donald Trump. And I would love to do it again. Um... Do he? Did you always feel like that? Because it seems like when he first come about, you didn't. When he was campaigning in 2016. Yeah. Yeah, we've I've discussed this on here because at that time, <coughs> a lot of people are still stuck in the, in the, what they're trying to do right now. They're trying to convince. And I asked that question because there's people like I talked to a guy today that was, I mean, he's always been, he's always been pro Trump. He's a business guy. And then today, just out of nowhere, he's like, man, I, I don't uh, – I just wish Trump wouldn't run. Because and it's working. Like, because yeah. what they're saying is working. And he's like, I don't think that uh, – I don't, I don't think that the election was stolen. That's because you have, quote-unquote, conservative talking heads like Ben Shapiro, all the people on the local Clear Channel affiliate here on FM radio, they're all saying it, that Donald Trump needs to go away. Because they're all establishment shills. Ben Shapiro's an establishment shill. Breitbart is stumping for the establishment to a large degree, in my opinion. These people, it's all control, dude. And so you ask yourself, why is it? Tell me, tell me the negative thing. So you're you're saying that these people lost because of Donald Trump and there's no fraud, is what they're saying. What they Florida and Ohio, 
which in, in, in a national presidential race are requirements to win unless you're Joe Biden. So right. Joe Biden not only did what we've all, we've all discussed and everybody knows what the numbers are in 2020, but now you've had the best midterms of the last 30 years. Your midterms were better than Bill Clinton and Barack Obama's. This guy's miraculous politically. You've been in Washington for 50, edit, years. 50 years, dude, you've been there. You, you failed for the president two or three times prior to this. You get in under these circumstances, not campaigning, just like this Fetterman guy. You, dude, your, your, your devices are completely diminished. Dude, you get awesome numbers in 2020. Man, you're doing it again. It's a miracle. This is miraculous. This guy is a political powerhouse, only you're not. How does this happen? It does, it, how does it happen? How does this fairly happen? If you do anything about politics, you pay attention to anything, you correlate this to sports or anything else. This guy's like a football player that's been on the bench for 50 years, came out and just won the... Super Bowl. It doesn't make any sense. That doesn't happen. So, actually, he didn't win. He won two Super Bowls. Boom, boom, back to back. And then what's that other trophy they get? Like, Heisman. Yeah. He got that, that too. Yeah. Golly, for somebody that don't watch sports, you know about the trophies. Heisman trophy? Everybody knows about that. The Stanley Cup? I know about that. What does the NBA have? No edit button. Championship. They don't have a trophy? Yeah, it's... I don't know what it's called. Though. Oh. Is, it, is it called the Magic Johnson? <laughs> no, right. no, 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 no. Magic Johnson's a guy. That's fair. Yeah. I can say that. Yeah, he, he owns a bunch of Starbucks, right? Magic Johnson trophy. I don't know. Yeah. What were we talking about again? Fetterman. <laughs> and his I, complete sentence I structure. I don't even want to do that. But what I'm saying is... The, the establishment is just like you just described. You're trying to convince people of something that is, they they have to do this to maintain power. It's like um, antibodies. They cannot have Donald Trump back in there. They will go to any length, and the Republican Party will join them. Lindsey Graham's out there congratulating the Democrats on a race well run. They did great. You're full of crap, dude. You're not about winning. You're about preserving power. So what's going on with Fetterman and Oz? Like, is that... We, we will get... Are we going to get to that? We will. Okay. We will. No, but I was just wanting to discuss... But because this this whole Don, Ron DeSantis thing has been going on for a while. I don't know that Ron DeSantis... But Ron DeSantis has been a great governor. I'm starting to get the feeling, and this is just my opinion. This may make people angry. They may disagree. That's fine. It's just my opinion. It's starting to appear to me that it's possible the Republican Party has been systematically, deliberately, and concisely grooming DeSantis for to get rid of Donald Trump. And when, when they raided Mar-a-Lago, he didn't say anything. They came into your state and, ra and raided the former president's home, and you said nothing. But then he shows up in Arizona to campaign for both the MAGA candidates that Trump endorsed and the party didn't. So, in theory, all he gets to do, if they lose like they're trying to do, Ron DeSantis looks like he's not the establishment guy. Oh, he's stumped for them. But you said nothing when Donald Trump's house got raided. You said nothing to any meaningful degree about the 2020 election being stolen. Why is that? And so, furthermore, my biggest sticking point, dude, and this is just me talking out loud, you know, thinking out loud rather here, is that everybody is saying the same thing for since, since Ron DeSantis and COVID. I would like to see Donald Trump and Ron DeSantis together. Obviously, Ron DeSantis, DeSantis being the, the vice president. 
That's what the bulk of the American people want. Why would you not politically do want to do what the people want? Because it's supposed to be the will of the people that is this supposed to be adhered to. The people want that. The establishment doesn't want that because that would threaten their power structure because, again, Donald Trump would be at the forefront. And, again, he's, he's like a, a disease, and they're the, he's a virus, and they're the antibodies. They, kicked, they expunged him from Washington, and they cannot allow that to happen again because it, it threatened to overturn all of their corruption. And so when people are saying that right there, Donald Trump needs to go away, absolutely not. Because, dude, there's a very large swath of the voting populace, dude, that is loyal to him. If they run against each other, dude, I'm, I'm Donald Trump all day long for many reasons. Donald Trump walked the crucible, dude. Ron DeSantis hasn't. There, there was no MAGA movement because of Ron DeSantis. Ron DeSantis, in my opinion, exists because of Donald Trump. Carrie Lake exists because of Donald Trump. All of these MAGA candidates exist because of Donald Trump. Marjorie Taylor Greene exists and holds office because of Donald Trump. And the, the positive successes we've seen that were so, the Republican Party was stagnant for years. In every degree, they're stagnant. The lesser of two evils syndrome that was pervasive for so long, this guy upended all of that. And now we're supposed to expunge this dude because you said so? No, absolutely not, dude. I'm not, mm-mm. dude, it's got, it's got to be Donald Trump. If Donald Trump said, I en- I'm not running, I endorse Ron DeSantis, I'll vote for him. But because we have to at that point, there's no way. I'm, I'm, the dude was cheated out of his four years anyway. He already won the election before. I, nah, dude, I'm not. I mean, does that make sense? And it's not like, it's, the, the thing you got to understand is, dude, oh, Trump fanboy or something. Other. No, dude, it doesn't have anything to do with that. I see what they're doing. It wouldn't matter if it was Santa Claus. If, if, the, if the establishment hates this dude this much, that's the guy to go with. Because historically, what have y'all ever done but piss on our head? That's it. Dude, you promise all this, and you do nothing. Everybody promised to do something about the border. Never did. Ever. You guys don't do anything. Everybody says we're going to end conflict. You never did. Donald Trump was the guy that was going to get us annihilated through nuclear warfare. He's going to have the codes. Oh, my God. No, North Korea is going to kill us. Now look. And that's the thing about it, man. Going back to the other subject of Democrats and still voting for this crap, I think the majority... Of, of the people that vote Democrat, especially the older ones that are loyal to that party, they ignore, condone, or don't know that perversion is a cornerstone of the Democrat party now. <coughs> Pardon me. <coughs> no edit button. So, perversion is a cornerstone of the Democratic party. Yeah, but they look at it as if it's a football game. Like, as long as we win. Man, inflation sucks, gas is that, but man, we won. It's just like football. You know what I mean? Like, oh, well, we had to do this play and that play or whatever. It was ugly. It was ugly. We still won. Woo! Let's uh, throw the thing in the water. You know what I mean? So the Democrats are the the same way because they look at it as if it's a game. Like, yeah, we we, we vote on Tuesday. We talk, edit myself. We talk crap on Wednesday. You know what I mean? So, So... Hey, we just got, we got nuked. New York's gone, but that bad Democrats won. Like, it makes no sense to me. Like, everybody has to eat a crap sandwich because you wanted to vote Democrat because you're an idiot. If you're voting Democrat this day and age, you're a moron, period. But that whole tangent to say 
dude, I am not that quick. To, there is no way I'm going to abandon Donald Trump and jump on this DeSantis bandwagon because they, they the, the people that have lied constantly, the ones that lied about COVID, they lied about everything, dude, are sitting here telling you, oh, this is Trump's fault. What's Trump's fault? All oh, his picks won. What are you talking about? Like, and so, and, and, and the, the, the ones that, that, that are very um, visual, the big ones out front that's going to determine control of Congress, these big endorsements, Carrie Lake being one of them, and that's why they're delaying it. I said this for, I'm sorry. I'll say there was an update, um, 71% reporting in Arizona now. Katie Hobbs is up almost 23,000 votes. That's that. Nine, she has 980,920. Carry like nine fifty eight one seventy one, and, and that's exactly why they're starting to cordon off that building. That's exactly why. And so, I said for months when we have these these uh, these these arguments that 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 Carrie Lake and Blake Masters would be a bellwether for what's going to happen, and that's why they're fixated there. And I, it's my opinion that there's absolute corruption and cheating going on there right now. Otherwise, this crap would have been done. Tuesday evening, Wednesday morning at the latest. All right, so my question is, if they steal this in Arizona and you have people surrounding where the ballots are being counted, what's going to happen? Are the people that just witnessed another election get stolen, are they going to do anything? Because it's regional. In your opinion. Well, that's the thing. This this is a regional issue. Yeah, I know. I'm saying these people right here in Arizona, but, but that—that's the problem. A, P, a smaller group like that's easily controlled and and arrested, and so what? What are they going to do? You know what I mean? It'd be like the the Bundy Ranch standoff deal. You know what I mean? Um, I don't have an answer for that, but I'll tell you this much: the Republican Party bears as much responsibility as cheating Democrats at this point, and that's the realization that I've came to. Because, dude, they dump. McCarthy and uh, McConnell, they kept funding from all of Trump's candidates. They refused. They dumped plenty in the primaries. They dumped plenty into into to the uh, woman that ran against uh, Carrie Lake. Now it comes to general election. Nah, man, Republican Party's nowhere to be found. And so, dude, I get one of the <coughs> win red is the Republican Party. Is it not win red? Is is yeah. So I'm getting these all fun Carrie Lake win red at the bottom. That's how these fools do. You want my money pretending you're going to help her get elected and then you're going to take it, put it in your coffers and lose it like Ronna McDaniel did on the election fraud. See, the Republican Party, when it's convenient, they barely talked about election fraud to get your money. And it worked. They got a lot of it. I want to say it was $300 million that disappeared. And that's what the Republican Party is. The Republican Party has just as much culpability as as the cheating Democrats because you guys are frauds. So, yeah, what they're doing is fraudulent, and so is what the Republican Party is doing, and that's why they don't want Donald Trump in there is because they're frauds. The Republican Party is trash. It's garbage. It, again, it's rotten from the inside out. It's, it's absolutely – and that's the thing, man. It, it, I can't think of an analogy of a, a type of fruit or whatever that looks good on the outside while it can be completely rotted on the inside. It, that's what it is. I, I don't have an analogy off the cuff, but it's compl- it, it might appear as one thing to these people, like the guy you're talking about. You still think 
just like Democrats, you still think it's this thing that, that you've always thought it was, and it's not. That's a complete facade. It's totally rotten. It's completely disgusting. It's like a supermodel that smokes cigarettes. She looks great, but her lungs are disgusting on the inside. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, it smells terrible. Yeah. yeah. So, same thing, dude. You guys are trash, and if they were doing what they're supposed to be doing, this fraud would not be allowed to take place. Therefore, you have to look at it like this. It's, it, on one hand, you think, and I think, too— the responsibility to rectify this lies with the citizenry, okay? The Republican Party is not without fault. So now, not only do you have to deal with them, you've got to deal with these idiots. How does that even work? They control it all. And ultimately, this is the, this is the biggest problem. This is the reality of the whole situation. These people are... Lindsey Graham, Mitch McConnell, the entirety of the Democrat Party, all these people I'm talking about are the parasitic hosts, or the parasite, rather, hosts of the CCP, of the globalists. That's what it is. So you've got a globalist entity that you have no idea where that power structure ends, who it is, where it's at, that's controlling the United States from the outside via these puppets in our po- sitting in office, the highest office in our land at every level. They're controlling them. How do you undo that? I can't tell you that, but that's what's going on. So the idea that, you know what I mean, like, that people can amass and, and take out this enemy, like, the, the, this this corruption and rot is so severe and has been allowed to flourish for so long, and that that's part of it, man. When, you know, you see the don't tread on me flags and license plates, you know, Benjamin Franklin's words, and part of that is, you know, they use the rattlesnake for, for, for the, the symbolism, its eyes never close, eternal vigilance. We don't have that. Again, a TikTok generation. There is no eternal vigilance. There's no vigilance. People are, are completely consumed by artificial life on an electronic device that sublimates reality. And, and do, do you then here you have it. You know what I mean? And it, the thing is, you can't really be like entirely angry at those people because, dude, it was an, an, an apparatus that was set up over the long term by highly intelligent people from all over the world to do exactly what it's done. How do you combat that? Couldn't tell you. So do you think we'll read in history books one day, well, not us, but people will read in history books one day about how the great United States of America failed because of the outside powers that were... It depends who writes the history books, but yeah, that's possible. I I, I think that, you know what I mean, like, you know, my opinion up until this point, the things that we have talked about prior would, would... it would require things to be as they appear that the, 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 the power is confined within the United States and it's not (coughs) long COVID, but it's not. So that, that's a problem. How you rectify this dude? Look, man, I'm in the automotive field, but I can still notice it, man. I research this stuff. I look at it, man. Like I can, I can think critically this, that it, that's what it is. That's what, what, that's what you're looking at. So you tell me like, that it's a, it's it's a monster, dude, and it's it, it, the thing is it doesn't do anything but consume and consume and consume. And what it's consuming is individual rights, liberty, livelihood. More like a dragon. Well, yeah, that's true, but you know, it consumes everything that we're supposed to be, dude. And once it takes it, how do you get it back? So I mean, I know I know like in. Take Mark Goodwin for an example. One of the things, like in the survivalist style community, and like fiction writing and stuff like that, and hypothetical scenarios, like the UN had the whole big fear in that community. The UN came in here. 
that's plausible, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean that that's kind of a, a long rant about what's going on. But do you have any new numbers yet, Reverso? On the I just checked a minute ago. I hadn't updated. Yeah, that that's that's a very bad sign. And again, that doesn't mean that that, that they're out of the fight. Yeah. But the, if they weren't surrounding that building, I would feel a little bit differently about it. It has all the appearances that they're going to take that, which up until probably, you know, you just read that, I thought that it was still winnable. I don't know that it's winnable at this point. But the theory is, is that they were waiting to, to all the Republican ballots that they had on hand. They were waiting, like they're, they're hoping, because now there's trucks going in, by the way, too. There's box trucks going into the, the facility. So they've got, they, this is my opinion, what it is. They have all the Republican ballots counted. They're holding them back. And they're they're bringing they're finding every last one they can from a draw fabricated or not until they get where they need to be and okay we're done and then you know she'll have three percent two percent win for the Democrat is what's going to happen I'm afraid and if that happens I I you know if that happens I'll have been wrong on what my mentality was up until this point if that happens and again like. At that point, I don't have an answer, dude. Like that—that that, I mean, because the thing is, it's it, that—that's—it's a natural thing for hum, for for people to get disfranchised, man. Like you you sit, and and part of that is though is the the misconception that the media created that there's going to be a red that that was a calculated endeavor on their behalf. You never know what it's going to be. But now I'll tell you this much: the exit polls do not indicate what we're seeing. Oh, in Florida and Ohio, they do. Pennsylvania, they do not. Why is that? That's a very strong indication. That's a because that's the thing, man. Like, it's common sense. There's very basic precepts of these things that indicate malfeasance. And so the exit polls say one thing, but the results say another. Why is that? And they're completely different. But yeah, they're it, not even close. But it's, but it's not in Florida and it's not in Ohio. Yeah. Where they where the stuff was done oh, like it was supposed to be, like it's always done, and it was ran properly. It's very weird, is it not? Yeah. So, and further, and and, we'll, and where is it that you said where they had the box trucks and then the public was following them and they ran a red light or something like that? What, what was going on with that? That was Pennsylvania. Okay. So, <coughs> we'll, we'll, we're going to get to that in just a minute. Um, well, I don't get to see the notes. I don't know what we're getting to. I'm just asking well, questions. Hold on, hold on. I'm sorry. No, that's um, fine. No, we're, we're going to skip. D don't close that. Skip to the next one. Hit that. Don't, don't, don't close it. What is that? Just what I'm saying is, uh, Greg Phillips, you know, which we were obviously out, him and Catherine, Catherine Engelbrecht were arrested over the Eugene U stuff. They're back out now. But this is, I'll, I'll read one of his posts from Truth Social from uh, two days ago. Critical, the people of Allegheny County, Pennsylvania, should know that your leaders sold you and America out to China. More than that, we have irrefutable evidence that the entire Pennsylvania voter registration file is living on a server in China. Machine serial numbers, ballot bundle numbers, and, and more. They didn't steal it. They gave it to the CCP and the People's Liberation Army. This is why we were put in prison. They had to silence us. We will not sit down. We will not shut up for freedom. So tell me about this when they were put in prison. When were they put in prison? I think they were in four, maybe five days. But right um, before the election? Yes. Like last week? Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. I wasn't aware of that. Yeah. Well, we were out, so. But they're back out now, and, I mean, that's that's pretty that's pretty much the long and short of it right there. 
hit the next one reversal. So what are people um, saying about them being in in prison? I mean, because everybody everybody that researches this knows them and knows what they do. So I mean, obviously they they the came after them for the, realize the, they. That, they're trying to silence. The courts wanted to know how they obtained the information that they had. There was a third party that met with them that gave them certain information that they would not reveal to the court. The, so they, uh, was it perjury or what, whatever the, the legal contempt. Yeah. So they locked them up for contempt. Okay. It's not perjury. Yeah, perjury yeah. is when you lie in there, right? Perjure. Yeah. Don't perjure me. You know what I mean? So... <clears throat> That's that's what happened there, and now the DA has dropped the charges against, which that was that Gascon. We talked about that because yeah. you were kind of confused why, because he's a, a Soros DA. No idea the things that are going on, dude. It's 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 confusing, and that's the thing about it too, man. From every side, you get a lot of people that, man, like the, uh, they the people call it hopium, like saying that this is. You know, this is done for a reason, and this person's on our side. No, dude, there, there's nobody on our side, hardly at all, dude. Not not to any meaningful degree in power, you know what I'm saying? <coughs> it's all rigged to, to, to screw us over. So, speaking of Pennsylvania, this is what I told you we'd get to. So, again, can't say it enough. And, dude, you want to st- start to avert things like this? give to people that, that that expose the corruption. So this is one of many, and we can't even get to them all. From what Project Veritas was finding in real time, this is illegal, illegal electioneering for John Fetterman and Josh Shapiro caught on undercover video by Project Veritas action at Philadelphia polling location. So let's hit it. Yeah, yeah. Anyone need Democratic Party information? You good? So you, you're uh, telling me I should vote John Fetterman, I should vote Joshua Shapiro. That, that'll make all of them are the Democrats. You only got one against one. Project Veritas action journalists were told who to vote for just mere feet outside a polling center in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania today. This is referred to as electioneering. Check this out. Not only are Democratic candidates' campaign materials posted at the door where the voting machines are located, watch as our undercover journalists are handed instructions on exactly how to vote. Here's the Democratic Party. What's that? I know, I think here's the Democratic Party. Okay. Here's the ballot. Here's the Democrat for the common man. This is the guy that got a lot of money, you want some tax shelter. That's the, that's the way to go. <laughs> <laughs> what do you do, Rudy? Do you just do you work here? Or do you? I'm a committee person. Oh, you do work with the, with the office here? I'm a committee person. Oh, okay. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Whoever the majority of the community Yeah. So you, you're uh, telling me I should vote John Fetterman, I should vote Joshua Shapiro. If you vote that, Democrats, that'll make... All of them are the Democrats. You only got one against one. And, the, 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 and now they're kind of standing more for, at this point. For, for, for people, and these, I would say more for people with money. Right, right, right. usually the, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you're saying more, it's better off by the phone. Yeah, yeah. Anyone need Democratic Party information? So he's asking people as they walk in if they want Democratic We're Party information. We're scared of them. Yes. These guys are way, way right. I mean, 
I'm for someone being liberal, but not way liberal. Yeah, right. Nobody gone too being far. way right. Yeah. You know, like like a Republican that's liberal or a Democrat that's a little too good. Right. That's how I look at things. You know? Yeah. The middle road. We're scared of him. We're scared of him. Okay. So don't vote for them. Yes. Okay. So he's pointing the Republicans that they're scared okay. of the Republicans. You can stop, go ahead and stop that now. Then one of the things, though, too, to say that. Uh, not really liberal. You, the, it's not possible to get any more liberal than Fetterman, a 50-year-old dude that's never held a real job and lived with his parents, you know, um, and then has these insane policies, and which, the, I mean, he's not very different than Joe Biden and his inability to speak and being a wacko anyway <coughs> and looking like a creepy monster. But we'll go to the next one. So remember, you know, remember, and dude, this is low-hanging fruit. This is small stuff, but, you know, as they say, dude, enough breadcrumbs will eventually make a loaf of bread. All that adds up. This is just one the, one of the very superficial surface levels of cheating, but enough of this adds up to a significant amount of votes the way they're doing that. Which, m mind you, this is completely illegal. And so when they talk about the sanctity of the vote and democracy and this, that, and the other. And the most honest election yeah. ever. Yes. But, <coughs> man, long COVID. Jeez Louise. <coughs> Sorry, no editing. But you're talking about people, they don't just slaughter unborn babies and like feel, you know, they don't feel bad about it. They love it. They're happy about it. They dance in the street. We've seen it. Like they glorify slaughtering the unborn. You think they would be above cheating in an election to win? So not only are oh, they. absolutely not. That's what I've said the whole time. Not only are they okay with cheating. They don't feel bad about it. They have no remorse. They like it. They live for this. This is, They love to do it. Look, you, you see how nonchalantly that guy did that and how blatantly out? He's calling out to people that are passing by while he's electioneering to that guy. Multiple people pass by, and he solicits them, too, to know if he can electioneer for them as well. Very illegal. No repercussions for that guy. But, dude, how would you quantify all over Philadelphia and Pittsburgh and anywhere else that that was going on, how many votes that might equate to. Because obviously he's doing that to low-information voters in that area. Yeah, there's no telling. You couldn't, you couldn't quantify mm -hmm. it. Is that cheating? Yeah. And that's one form of more than... There's more forms of cheating than we even know about. Electronic, falsified ballots, electioneering, and more. This is what this is what's happened. But meanwhile, and that's the thing. They're shotgunning it. They're yeah. doing as many as they absolutely can. Absolutely. And so then you'll have the Republican Party come out and say that there's no election fraud. Donald Trump's full of crap. He needs to go. No, no, no. Don't look over here. He's an idiot. Get him out of here. There ain't nothing going on. Here we have this. And th again, this is this is low hanging fruit. This is small fries compared to the stuff they're do they're doing. But it still adds up to a significant amount of votes. Because when Atlanta, or not Atlanta, rather, I'm sorry, when in Georgia, you had, you had a, a difference of 10,500 votes in the 2020 election, obviously fraudulent votes. You think statewide right. they could get 10,500 doing uh, this? They could get way more than that. Doing this, just doing this. That, yeah. I agree. Mm -hmm. Hit this one. This, this, this is another one. Project Veritas action, again, this is why I send them money. Look, dude. Again, you want to, this is real, this is real stuff, dude, edited myself. This is real. If you, like I've said so many times, dude, if you want to do something today that makes a difference to, to help avert this, 
a dollar a month. If, if, if quote unquote, 74 million Trump voters all sent a dollar a month, much less $5 a month to these guys, can you imagine the people they could put on the ground to really, really bust this open? These are the these are good. This is a great organization. Project Veritas Action again. Breaking video: Pennsylvania election election board official illegally asked journalists to vote Democrat down ballot at Philadelphia polling location. Judge of elections, I agree. This doesn't look good. Hit it. I I asked you to vote the Republican. I mean the Democrats down there because we're trying to focus on if a Democrat wins, at least it's to represent us. Yeah. I agree with you, that doesn't look good. You know, I should vote for Fetterman, right? I would say so. That's okay. my advice. And not vote for Oz, right? So you I do the whole thing, like it goes down like a... I'll tell, you, I'll tell you, these two are going to win regardless. So this is your big one. I need to vote for Oz. Why again? No, Fetterman. No, no. Oh, legal weed guy. Man. I asked you to vote the Republican. You, I mean the Democrats down the whole So you, do you think I should vote down ballot Democrat too? Uh -huh. I, I mean, this is how I choose. I choose the Democrat, 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 Democrat. Okay. That makes so. it so easy. I don't bother Republican because they're the Trump people. And, but if you want the Democrat win, you focus. So if we all focus on Democrat, we can win. Right. If we spread, you know, I mean, this one, that one, we, when they lose. So, like, you. Because we're trying to focus on if a Democrat win. And, and that goes on. Meanwhile, that was two people doing that, by the way, electioneering there. I just caught something, though. She, they're the Trump people. Yeah. Now, did you see how she kept saying Republicans signed herself and then changed to Democrat? Do you think this woman's a politically um, uh, competent person? No, not at all. Okay. She has no idea what's going on. She's, She's probably being paid to be there. Exactly. But even that dumbass knows Trump people. She knows Republicans equates to Trump. Trump controls this party. Just to reiterate and go back to what we were talking about a second ago for just a minute, they're, te they're telling you that nah, Trump's old hat, get him gone. Trump owns the Republican Party. Trump will lose. I'm sorry, DeSantis will lose to Donald Trump, but not not for lack of the Republican Party's trying. They, they, they want him out so bad, but even this dirtbag knows Donald Trump is the Republican Party. Don't, dude, if I could, if you take away one thing from this episode today, tune that noise out. The thing is, Turn off the TV. Look at the election results. They're not this horrid thing, this humongous loss like they said. And again, because the Republican Party doesn't care. If they cared about the American people, they would have backed those candidates, not not withdrew, withdrew and held, withheld rather funding from those candidates because they were affiliated with Donald Trump. That's how bad they want Donald Trump out is they would rather a Democrat win than a Trump-endorsed candidate win. What does that tell you about, the, the, about how they feel about the American people? They would rather Fetterman be in there. The Republican establishment would rather him be in there. Lindsey Graham congratulated this bullet edit. He congratulated this. What does that tell you about? And it, dude, he is a he's one of the, the the biggest names in the Republican Party. He's one of the biggest controlling factors within the party. Yeah, and this person here in this video that's getting them encouraging them to vote Democratic sounds like she's not even born here and she's well, she's trying she's chinese and it says she's an election board mandarin translator yeah okay i didn't see that so, and, and but yeah. and what that means is the people the the chinese people that come there 
that, that can't speak English, she's telling them the exact same thing. That, that she's there for a reason, obviously, and I'm sure there's a high concentration of people that speak Mandarin in that area. Yeah. So, don't you have to be a citizen to vote? It depends on the, the whatever the, the... There's provisions for X, Y, and Z to be able to vote. It, I, I don't know all the ins and outs of that, of that in particular. Huh. Because take the citizenship test, don't you have to take it in English? Good point. I don't know. So, why would they vote or need a translator if they have to take a citizenship test in English? <clears throat> It's a good question. Reverso will get back with you on that. He'll circle back. My goodness. Okay. Mm -hmm. Hit the next one. Uh, again, Project Veritas Action. Democrat New York election inspector deceives voting system to secure official Republican position at polling location. Go ahead and hit that one. I wanted to work and change the system from what they signed. It had to be a Republican first. Yeah. I voted Republican, but I voted Democrat. I voted Republican because of this job. Here in New York City, we met a man, perhaps a sleeper Democrat, who got a job as an election inspector for the Republican Party in the Bronx. A rare sighting indeed, if you know anything about New York politics. Watch how he tells our undercover journalist that he votes as a Democrat, but got a job as a Republican. Each party in New York picks their own observers, and somehow this guy, Donald Skinner Sr., got the job. I'm a Republican, but I vote Democrat. So Why? I vote, yeah, I, I vote Republican because of this job. What do you mean? Uh, in order for me to work, I had to be a Republican. Why? Because it was the only ones that was giving out the jobs at the time, and all the Democrats had all these spots filled. So I wanted to work and change the system from what they signed. It had to be a Republican. Yo, is there a pa lot of people that. like that? Yes. Excuse me. Oh. If I wanted to change this system from the inside, I had to pretend to be a Republican. Let it, let it roll. His name tag says he was an affidavit inspector for the Republican Party. New York state law says there must be at least two inspectors, one from the Democratic Party and one from the Republican Party. Donald says the only way he can change the system is to pretend to be a Republican. I'm only Republican because of this job. If I wanted to work and change the system from what they signed, it had to be a Republican first. Yeah. Now, uh, and again, I don't know the absolute ends and outs of it, and it's gonna. I, I want to say the the rules will most likely be different, at least to some small degree, <coughs> by region. If he's an affidavit inspector, an inspector of any sort, so when you've got ballots that are in question, um, and we saw this in 2020, we saw a lot of testimony about this in 2020 from people that were witnessing the fraud on site. He's a Republican inspector, so if it's a Republican question. It, it, Ticket in question, ballot in question, they, it goes to him. Do you think he's going to have that, what they call cured, fixed, contact the voter, have it fixed, or he's going to toss it? <clears throat> toss it. <laughs> yeah. All right, so a 10,500 differential, and just that, and, and I'm using that one yeah. generically. Electioneering and this, now where are we at? You know what I'm saying? Like, if the, it, because surely this isn't unique to just this one precinct. 
No, it's adding up. So is this fraud? I mean, is this cheating? Is this fair? Is, or is this a clean, fair election? And, you know, not threatening democracy. Let's hit the next one. This is where uh, they confront this guy, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So here, here's James O'Keefe confronting that guy. Hey, Mr. Skimmer, how you doing? All right. I'm James O'Keefe with Project Veritas. And there's a videotape of you here um, saying uh, that you're pretending to be a Republican. I'm just going to play this. I wanted to work and change the system. With that side, you had to be a Republican. Yeah. No, I didn't say I was pretending. I said okay. I am a Republican that votes Democrat. Right. I'm trying to change the system from within. Well, how do you want to change the system from within? Uh, I would like to see uh, better conditions for working class people. I like to see better conditions for us voting class people. They're changing the lines where I have voters that come in, that used to come here. Now they are frustrated because they have to walk all the way over to JH145 on Thousand Tunnel Avenue when they used to vote here. Party lines are being crossed, but they're being crossed on us poor people. The people in, in Manhattan don't have this problem. Okay, so me personally, that's what I think. That's just my opinion. Now, this is a bipartisan panel. It's designed to be Republicans, Democrats. Why not just be honest and, and say that you Wait, are a Democrat? I'm not a Democrat. I'm a Republican. You're a Republican? Yes, I am. Okay, but you vote Democrat? Yes. Okay. Let me explain this to you. When you go into a privacy booth, mm -hmm. all privacy for a reason, mm -hmm. you write down who you want to vote for. How did you get this job? Uh, I volunteered for it. Can I play the rest of this tape for you? Just I want to work and change the system. I'm only Republican because of this job. What do you mean? Uh, I'm only Republican because of this job. Pause that, pause that. No. You know why he's saying that? It's because he's remembering in his mind who he told that to. See, he got had, obviously. Let it roll. The Democrats had it all sewn up where I could not work in the polls. So what was I supposed to do? Just stand by, oh, I can't work. What do you think I should have done? Right. Okay. Okay. RC, what do you think? Do you want to say a few, ask a few questions? Thank you. Well, that was an ambush. That wasn't a surprise. Wow. Right. That yeah. was an ambush. He said a lot of things I thought he should not have said to these people. What, what did he, you just said he said things he shouldn't have said. Because he incriminated himself. Bronx. Uh, Which, dude, he's busted dead to rights. I don't think there'll be any punishment for that. So he said voting class people. What's, what's a voting class? Yeah. I didn't catch that part. Did you hear him say? Yeah, he did. Yeah. Well, he may working class and then voting class. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I'm sure the guy was nervous. He may have just misspoke, but uh, the the thing is, is that th this is, and I'm just like thinking about this in real time, man. And I've thought about it kind of in abstract terms and not being able to really like uh, form form the way to say it. PC. Here's the thing, though. He's talking about poor people this, poor people that, and he's act, he, he's operating from a standpoint of victimhood that justifies what he's doing. It's, it's like the person that steals because they don't make enough money. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. That's what most criminals do. Mm -hmm. Here's the problem. Philadelphia and Pennsylvania, the bulk of people live there that go down, oh, what was I supposed to do? Which you didn't buy. Yeah, because he says if you want homeless shelters, you need to vote this. You know. mm -hmm. It was a calculated move on his behalf. That was a plan for him to do that, and I'm, I would bet money they did that at other precincts as well to get votes. That's how. So you want to know how this guy won? This 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 bungling monster Quasimodo looking dude won. 
is because of stuff like that and more. He didn't win. And now I will say that this, I thought that Oz was a terribly weak candidate for a lot of reasons. Not a fan. I don't think that, my opinion, I could be wrong, but I don't think he would have been that great. It would have given us, it, obviously, it would have helped us keep the, get the majority in the Senate. But, again, part of my mindset is, too, you know what, if we don't control the Senate, <coughs> and I said this I, I said this before the last go-around, so be it. Let these people suffer at the hands of the Democrats until they learn. And uh, to circle back on the, <coughs> the requirements for the English, um, you're exempt from English language requirement, but are still required to take civics tests if you are age 50 or older at the time of filing for naturalization. Um, age 55 or older at the time of filing for naturalization and have lived as a permanent resident in the United States for 15 years. Then there's some notes that says you will be permitted to take the civics test in your native language. If you take the test in your native language, you must bring an interpreter with you to your interview. Your interpreter must be fluent in both English and your native language. There you have it. There you go. Okay. <coughs> Sorry. <clears throat> the, uh, so yeah, um, Uh, um, I said that we would I, would, I would have some stuff on Carrie Lake, and this is from day. T- this is from today on the Charlie Kirk show. Um, so this is only a few hours old. Um, but that was also before this latest drop. And again, I was just reading the sheriffs are kicking the conservative media out at that tabulation center and said a drone followed them out, like was hovering and watching them once they're in the parking lot. So that there there's there's a lot of bad signifiers going on out there right now. So I'm I'm hoping, praying, keeping my fingers crossed that that we get that. That's a very like again to me. So they let the liberal media stay in and kick the I don't know how much I'm assuming yes. But the, moving forward, this, to me, in my opinion, and again, like, I, I'm, I'm, you know what I mean? Like, I don't, I'm not, the, I'm, I'm no authority, but this is going to determine a lot of things moving forward as far as the, the ability for us. If she was to get in there, she could do the exact same thing to their election system with the legislature that Ron DeSantis did in Florida. They, they cannot afford that. That's why this is going like this. They can't afford that. They can't afford more states with election with actual comprehensive election reform. They can't have that. And she would do that. She would close the border and she would fix the election system and that. And so remember, uh, Katie Hobbs is the Secretary of State. She's overseeing this election. She was supposed to recuse herself. Her own party asked her to recuse herself. She was inside the building, right? When was she inside the? Oh, I have no idea. Oh. No idea. I um, thought I saw something about that earlier. Maybe it's, it's, po- it's, it's possible. It prob- and I'd say it's probably likely at some point. But this is Carrie Lake today from the Charlie Kirk Show. And how are you feeling about things? I'm doing good. You know, I'm frustrated like everyone else. It's embarrassing the way elections are run in Arizona. And this is why I've been sounding the alarm since 2020 against the fake news saying, oh, you can't question our elections. How dare you? You're an election denier. You know what? This is why we've been questioning them, questioning our elections, because they're not being run properly. It's hurting our state. 
It's hurting our people. It's hurting the faith we have in our system. And we are going to reform it, Charlie. Now, I feel 100% confident we're going to win this. I hate that they're slow rolling and, and dragging their feet and delaying the inevitable. And they don't want to put out the truth, which is that we won. You know, yesterday we waited. We gave them 24 hours and they released 62,000 votes. How embarrassing. I'm looking down here at my notes. We have about... 622,000 votes yet to be counted. And of those, 384,000 are people who took their mail-in ballot and walked it in on election day. I think we all know how the majority of those people were gonna vote. We're going to win this, and there's not a darn thing they can do about it, but they're trying to pour cold water on this movement. This movement is on fire, and no amount of water is gonna put that fire out. We, the people, are taking our government back. And I want my supporters, Charlie, to know, don't lose faith. Let what's happening here in Maricopa County and in Arizona elections only make you want to win and work harder to save our republic because it's going to take each and every one of us pressuring lawmakers to do the right thing and bring about meaningful reform to our elections in order to save our republic for our children. And, and we have about a minute remaining for the break, Carrie, but this is, I mean, this is delaying legislative leadership elections. This is making Arizona the laughing stock of the world. I mean, so can you talk about when you're governor, what are you going to do to fix this day one, one minute remaining? I'm already working. I've already been working with the transition team. I know we're going to win this. And day one, we're going to have a special session and say, let's restore faith in our elections. Get the lawmakers to do their job. And I will sign legislation to restore faith and honesty in our elections. I want, I want one day voting, frankly, to get as close to that as possible. We vote for a whole month here, and it's outrageous. We've got mail-in ballots floating around all over, five going to a home with one registered voter. This is not going to work, and we're going to have people who are disenfranchised and lose complete faith in our system. Now they're saying, Carrie, how what she just said about being disenfranchised, another thing about that is, man, I think it was a calculated effort, again, when they were kept talking about red wave, red wave, red wave, red wave. That happened in 2016 with Hillary Clinton. People sat at home. People thought, oh, no, man, we're having a red wave. Somebody else will get it. Never, ever, ever, ever fall for that. Always vote. All, no matter what, you should always vote. Hey, even if you're disenfranchised, even if you think it doesn't matter, you should do it anyways. You, you got to do it. And... <clears throat> I, I think that, that that's one of the things they're doing. Another thing that's happened, too, that uh, she didn't mention there is that during COVID, these voting centers, so, you know, where you had a multitude of schools in each little region, they combined a lot of stuff, and, and especially in some, some of these states like Arizona, to these bigger voting centers. So uh, you have more people like who we saw early doing, doing, doing these corrupt things. You've got that concentrated in one area. So you have less honesty that way when you have more of those that have infiltrated, they bully the other poll watchers instead of having all these, the, the smaller, the smaller spread out precincts where, you know what I mean? You, you would have some people be able to fight back and not tolerate that. They concentrate it so that they can exert more control. And that needs to be undone because the quote unquote pandemic, all that BS is gone. So, we, we'll keep our fingers crossed on that one, and hopefully by this time next week this will be resolved. But um, I don't know. I'm, I'm a little pessimistic on that, but we'll, we'll see. I, I mean, I love what she said, but, man, I'm looking at the numbers. I'm not feeling good about it. And seeing the fact that they're surrounding that building is not a good sign to me. I mean, 
that's that's not a good indication. Yeah, to be expected. <clears throat> Speaking of the pandemic, I, I this this will probably be long winded. I'll try to make it not so long winded. Like, does it really matter? Does it really matter? This is a piece on the Atlantic that I it was too rich for me to pass up. So, let's declare a pandemic amnesty. Let's focus on the future and fix the problems we still need to solve by Emily Oster. By the way, like our podcast, share our podcast, rate our podcast, leave us a review. Keith, please. Thank you. Five star. Yes. Uh, Twice. And you can also find us on True Social at Blue Collar Blacklisted Podcast. But we would greatly appreciate it if you left us a five-star review. On iTunes and Spotify. Keith. Especially. Yes. I'm talking to you. Two reverse even stepped up. Who is this Keith guy? I don't know, but he needs to do it. <clears throat> and everybody else that's not named Keith, you can do it too. Yes. And or else a- we'll be calling you out next week. <laughs> if we knew your names. If we knew the thousands of names, we would call you all out. It would take a John, Michael, Bob. Bill. Steve. Rufus. Blake. Brian. Raphael. Jose. Miguel. Donatello. <laughs> Jeffrey Dahmer. Mr. Squirrel. <laughs> hey, look. For the people that are on True Social, I Here posted. I, no, okay, that's fine. I posted. Oh, I a took vi- a picture for you today, too. No, I'm not going to look at that. Buford has a cat that ate a squirrel's head off and wants to torture me with a picture. No, this is a different I, I posted a video of Mr. Squirrel on our True Social. You should check it out. He jumps into my hand. From his tree. Oh, that's probably his relative. Yeah. So let's get into this lady stupid article. In April 2020, with nothing else to do, my family took an enormous number of hikes. We all wore cloth masks that I had made myself. We had a family hand signal, which the person in front of us would use if someone approaching on the trail, and we needed to put on our masks. Once, when another child got too close to my then four-year-old son on a bridge, he yelled at her, Social distancing. These precautions were totally misguided. In April 2020, no one got the coronavirus from passing someone else hiking. Outdoor transmission was vanishingly rare. Our cloth mask made out of an old bandana wouldn't have done anything anyways. But the thing is, we didn't know. I've been reflecting on this lack of knowledge, and thanks to a class I'm co-teaching at Brown University on COVID, we spent several lectures reliving the first year of the pandemic, discussing the many important choices we had to make under the conditions of tremendous uncertainty. Some of these choices turned out to be, I'm sorry, some of those choices turned out better than others. To take an example, close, close to my own work, there is an emerging, if not universal, consensus that schools in the U.S. were closed for too long. This makes me very angry, by the way. <laughs> that I, it's, it's difficult for me to do this. <clears throat> the health risks of in-school spread were relatively low, whereas the cost to students' well-being and educational, educational progress were high. The latest figures on learning loss are alarming. But in spring and summer of 2020, we, on, we had only glimmers of information. Reasonable people, people who cared about children and teachers, advocated on both sides of the reopening debate. No, no, no. That, see, that's not accurate. Reasonable people who cared about children and teachers. I remember seeing those teachers. They were laughing gleefully at the, these union teachers. Remember that? We covered that. They didn't want to go back to school. They wanted to stay online. Yes. And, and so the thing is, the, the, the Democrats, 
by and large, we're like that. There's not reasonable people on both sides. We were reasonable from the beginning, you moron, but I'm not going to get there yet. We're not done with this. Sorry. <clears throat> this is my favorite part. <coughs> I'm salivating right now like a like Wiley Coyote when he thinks he's going to get the Roadrunner. <clears throat> Another example. When the vaccines came out, we lacked definitive data on the relative efficacies of the Johnson & Johnson shot versus the M. RNA options from Pfizer and Moderna. We lack definitive data. Hmm. Personally, if I lack definitive data, I'm going to abstain, which was my mindset before the thing even came out. <laughs> the R mRNA vaccines have won out. Okay. But at the time, many people in public health were either neutral or expressed a J&J &J preference. This misstep wasn't nefarious. It was a result of uncertainty. You know what was nefarious? The coronavirus. When people like this demanded that you get it or you lose your job and get your kids taken away. That's what was nefarious. And now you want pandemic amnesty. We'll get there. I'm sorry. I'm trying. I'm struggling with this. This makes me so angry, dude. Obviously, some people intended to mislead and made wildly irresponsible claims. Remember when the public health community had to spend a lot of time and resources urging Americans not to inject themselves with bleach? That was bad. And so here it is. You want, you want to move forward. And you want, you, know what I mean? you want to be forgiven for all the... Like, she's saying that Donald Trump said to inject people with bleach. That is demonstrably false. That did not happen. That is not what he said. Misinformation was and remains a huge problem, but most errors were made by people who were working in earnest for the good of society. So that, so that, so you see what she did? She slammed the right and says, "Oh, the left is okay because we're trying to, we're doing what's good for you." Really? What about all the people that died from that vaccine? Were you doing good by them? Or dude, are yet to die. There's so many horror stories of these people that have lost their children. It's, it's, it's disturbing, dude. It's gut-wrenching. It's heartbreaking. These people that, that, that administered this, had this administered to their children, and their children are gone. And, dude, they're all, like, not just children, like husbands, wives. <clears throat> so the thing with Joe Biden is like, oh, there's people, people looking at that empty chair at Thanksgiving because they didn't get the vaccine. There's, come on, man. It's going to be a dark winter, man. What about all the people that lost lost family members after they got that vaccine? Number, what about all the people that bought into the, the idea that it was a hundred percent effective and ninety percent, eighty percent, and it'll keep you from getting uh, hospitalized, and then it just basically now it does nothing. Seriously, yeah. So, well, <laughs> it does nothing but give you blood clots. Well, actually, they're not blood clots; they're the snake clot yes. things. Yes, uh, <clears throat> goodness. Given the amount of uncertainty, almost every position was taken on every topic, and on every topic, someone was eventually proved right. Yes. Yes, someone was eventually proved right. Me. <laughs> and just me. <clears throat> and someone else was proved wrong. In some instances, the right people were right for the wrong reasons. See, this is such a freaking uh, a, a slight. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, you're such an arrogant scumbag. Like you, It's like, oh, I was wrong, but I really wasn't. Y'all are wrong. Like, this is you. <laughs> Do you see what I'm saying? Yes. <clears throat> In other instances, they had a present, prescient understanding of the available information. The people who got it right for whatever reason may want to gloat. Yes. 
Those who got it wrong for whatever reason may feel defensive and retrench into a position that doesn't accord with the facts. All this gloating and defensiveness continues to gobble up a lot of social energy to drive the culture wars, especially on the internet. These discussions are heated, unpleasant, and ultimately unproductive. In the face of so much uncertainty, getting something right had a hefty element of luck. Wow. No, it took a hefty element of common sense. Trust the science. Luck never has anything to do with it. Dude, they were the ones. This person right here, I guarantee you, was spouting the nonsense with your stupid cloth mask talking about social distancing. Telling your four-year-old to act that way. But then you want to complain about the, the detriment of keeping them at home and everything else. But you, they were yelling social distancing. That's what that was. What keeping them at home was was social distancing. Dude, I hated that word from day one. Like number one, it's not social distancing; it's physically distancing. What? What? It's just it's idiotic, dude. <laughs> it, it, I'm I'm trying to see where I was at because I had another thought. And similarly, hang on. Oh yeah, hefty element of luck, dude. It was you're, you're talking about trust the science. What was scientific about no trials, no no da- no provable data presented to the American people that we still don't have because they keep hiding the information on the effects of this vaccine. So you know, science, dude, from middle school. And pardon me if I've said this on here before, but uh, you have a constant and a variable, dude. Literally, this is like Mr. Knowles' seventh grade or no sixth grade science, like. He sent me to detention a lot, by the way. A constant and a variable. Like, Michael? What? You said Mr. Knowles? Mr. Nur. Oh, I thought you said Mr. Knowles. Yeah. He didn't like me. We had the periodic table in there, too. I remember that. <clears throat> Was that the- but no, I'm yeah. saying, though, that that's not scientific. This, this, this is believing everything you're told by people that consistently lie in the mainstream media and the pharmaceutical companies. But then you're going to try to pretend still after you're wrong that you're the right smart one. Okay, so similarly getting something wrong wasn't a moral failing. Well, it is when you demand that other people do it or lose their children and lose their jobs. Yes. And be blackballed. That's true. That is a moral failing and you're a sick wacko. Treating pandemic choices as a scorecard on which some people racked up more points than others is preventing us from moving forward. I'm going to leave that there, dude. We don't want to move forward with you. I want you to go away and shut up and leave me the hell alone. Like, get the hell away from me. Like, we, it's getting to the point that with what's going, like, with the way these people are that vote Democrat and think this way, we need a divorce, dude. Get away from me. You take California and Oregon and Washington and New York, Connecticut, Maine, Massachusetts, New Jersey. You can have that, New York. Anything else? Well, will they do that? I would like to go up to Maine. I hear it's really nice up there at certain times. Do you, do you want to keep that though? Well, you want to keep Maine? Do you want to keep it? Yeah, I would okay. like to okay. just because I fine. would like to go. What else do we need to get rid of? We can give them Michigan. Michigan. Yeah, I hear upper up northern Michigan's really nice, right? You want to you 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 want to yeah. let them take it? Yeah. There's a lot of conservatives in Michigan. If it wasn't for Detroit, we'd be getting it because the same things we just outlined here. But Detroit. Yeah, it's gone. <laughs> no, nah, I don't speak Arabic. Okay, fine. Michigan's gone. Everything else is ours. So no, you, no Chicago, Illinois. You want to give up Illinois? Yeah, you can't even carry a gun there. Yeah. Well, you can if you're a criminal. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> Illinois's out too. Hey, and big dumb Yanks from uh, Illinois. So yeah, and that he can go back there. A lot. Yeah. In fact, we could turn him around 
And He'll be back there in January anyway, right? Get him down all fours, and I could just freaking kick him, field goal kick him all the way back. That'd be yeah. great. I don't know if I can get it done in one, but maybe three. Boom! You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, pandemic amnesty. You will, Are you willing to give them amnesty reverse? Oh, do you forgive and forget? No. Why not? Do you forgive and forget? Forgive, but don't yeah. forget. Uh, don't. Sorry, man. I'm not the bigger person. I'm going to forgive crap, dude. Get the hell away from me, dude. Like, dude, that, that, they, employers with 100 or, 100 or more employees, you will vaccinate these people or be fined. Nah, dude. I, we ain't never going to get along. We, we ain't never going to get along. I don't want nothing to do with you. In fact, you can go to hell. Get away from me, scumbag. This show would not be complete without this week in pervert Democrat nutjob wackos. I had a request today that someone was upset that that, we're, that that I had to take a vacation and they were really upset that they did not get to hear the, uh, what's the guy's name from The Sopranos? Tony Danza. Tony Soprano? Yeah. They didn't hear his voice and his little phrase, so maybe you could double up on that. Really? Yeah. Oh, in, in the actual uh, intro for that? In the out, in out, whatever, don't matter. He just likes it. Really? <laughs> I think I think he's a fan. Oh man, that's good. <laughs> we have another fan. No, he's a fan of you doing that on the soundboard. So I think that's the only reason he listens to this show. Really? Maybe. All right. This week, an idiot, cross dressing, confused moron, pervert, Democrat, nut job, wacko. There we go. He's a fag. He's a fag. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, this is just <laughs> Citizen Free Press <coughs> posted this video. It says Timcast on there. I don't know where it originally came from, but either way, we'll give credit to both. And it says, this is not abnormal behavior for a Democrat. And this is a uh, female uh, pulling her, she's she's got a dress on, she pulls it down so you can see her bra. Her bra says Joe Biden on it. And uh, let's just hear what this typical Democrat has to say. I don't even like Joe Biden that much. Okay, that's all I had to say. You want him to run for re-election, Joe Biden? I guess so. I mean, I feel like all presidents kind of can't really do good, like that good things, but also like I'm not educated enough on the topic. I just really love fashion and boobies and Joe Biden related merchandise and um, attention. And I love taking my clothes off. So that's all I had to say. But I do think that Joe Biden should run again, but I don't know. If there's no, if if someone's better, I would probably vote for someone else. But do you plan on flashing him like this too when he comes on later? I don't want to make him uncomfortable because I know he's married. But I also, <laughs> uh, like, I want to. Pause I, that. I Pause like that. Him. You think you would make Joe Biden? Ain't nobody uh, making Joe Biden uncomfortable, dude. Not no sex-based stuff. She said she likes boobies. She <laughs> should probably go save up and buy some. <laughs> <laughs> they are rather small, minuscule. Yeah, it's hard to read that Joe Biden on that small bro. <laughs> <laughs> Thing is, 
Oh, I wouldn't want to make him uncomfortable, dude. He will sniff you yeah. six ways from Sunday. Biatch! Yeah, he might be uncomfortable because she's a little bit old for him. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> well, she's about, what, 20? Yeah. All right, hit it. You know, I just, I think that I'm, like, really into him as a person. I think we would be very compatible, you know, romantically, sexually. But I also don't want to make him uncomfortable. That's all I have to say. Thank you so much for your time. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so that's at a Joe Biden rally. There you have it. Oh, that's why there were seven people. There. <laughs> yeah. yeah, sure. Yeah, definitely. Next up is uh, this is this is pretty this is pretty boss. Trans Scott Killer now identifying as infant demands nappy. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> Read that headline, Reverso. <laughs> Trans Scott's Killer now identifying. As <laughs> infant demands nappies, baby food, and jail. <laughs> <laughs> Let me read it. Oh. <laughs> so there's an image of this uh, biological man that's pretending to be a woman, so <clears throat> he needs his nappies because <clears throat> he identifies as an infant. A murderer who changed gender... <clears throat> So sorry. <coughs> Completely unprofessional of me that it's dusty in here. <clears throat> I have no idea what it is. I've been coughing all week. So my long COVID sure. flares, I swear. Yeah. Uh, a murderer who changed gender is demanding to be treated as a baby by prison staff. Sophie Eastwood was formerly known as Daniel, was jailed for life in 2004 for strangling a cellmate, with, a cellmate not a cellmate, with shoelaces. The killer has now told the prison governor at Polmont Jail that he wants to identify as a baby, wear nappies, whatever the hell that is, and have meals blended like baby food. Now, that's funny, right? Uh, I think the nappies are the English version of a diaper. That's oh. just their, their word. I thought it was like, I, I thought it would be like a, a jumper thing, is what I was uh, thinking the nappy would let, be. Let me see. No, I mean, I, I think you're right. I, I agree, but I was... That's pretty I'm still good. trying to process all of this. Oh, it gets better. That's yeah, pretty sadistic. Uh, it gets better. Eastwood has also demanded that prison officers hold, they say her, but I'm going to say him because it's a biological man. This is a guy. Hold his hand while he is escorted from his cell. It is understood that prison bosses are treating the demands seriously and considering which protocols might be established in dealing with the prisoner. Eastwood has already been supplied with a dummy. A source said, quote... What do you mean, a dummy? I, I, let's see. The prisoner has been difficult and manipulative over the years, which is why he is still behind bars after 17 years. He decided that he would that he would trans from a man to a woman, which is becoming more common in jails these days. But this is obviously something else entirely, and the Scottish Prison Service has no protocol in place for dealing with prisoners who decide they are babies. I would have a protocol for that. It'd be a whip. Yeah, I remember when I was in high school, there was some guy, and I'll, I'll completely butcher this story, but there was some guy that was over in, like, Thailand or somewhere in Asia, and he got caught with drugs. He got caught with something, and they caned him. Oh, yeah. Singapore is real big about that. Yeah, I mean, he got... Like, Singapore will cane you for putting trash on the street. He got, like, 40, 40 or 50, Good. like, canes or something. And that was in the 90s, and I was telling my kids about that. Mm -hmm. 
And I was like, you know, you go to these countries and, and you have to obey their laws. And, I mean, he was crying on TV and he was begging the U.S. to stop him and they couldn't do anything about it. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. they beat him like a freaking pinata, dude. Yeah, they did. They were wanting candy to come out, but it, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's just blood and guts. <laughs> it may have looked like Little Mountain Dew came out, but and a, and a baby Ruth. Hey, listen, we get away with a little bit more, right, yeah, Reverso? Yeah. Hey, look, Buford does a lot less work. It's a, it's a trade-off, a little concession for a uh, little toilet joke. Toilet humor, they call that. Fart joke. What'd you find out on them nappies? Oh, Come on, man. I just had it, and I let it go. So um, is it a diaper, though? Yeah, it's just um, diaper is what is what they use in North America. Nappy is a word used in the UK, Ireland, Australia, New Zealand, and many other Commonwealth Yeah, he's Irish. Countries. He said Ireland, right? Scottish. Scottish. Yeah. They're the same thing, right? No. They don't <laughs> like being confused like that. My best friend's Scottish. Come on, man. Oh. Ladies and that gentlemen, that is our show for the day. Uh, so I hope you enjoy it. And uh, if this goes well in this, what? I'm sorry. Oh, I, I wanted to give an... An update on Bitcoin. Okay. You know, I mean, like, well, not Bitcoin in particular, but, you know. Digital currency? Yeah, digital currency. Have you heard what's going on with that? I have not. Really? Dude, like, you, uh, no, I'm not a crypto specialist. Ah, man. But I did see a bunch of Tesla charging stations today that I thought was weird. And then I was like, dude, this is a weird spot for these. And then people were pulling in. They had a crypto crash. Really? Yeah, I'm serious. Give me them teats. You know who Sam Bankman (laughs) Fried is? You know who that is? No clue. Yeah. He was called the Crypto King. I saw a headline about that. Yeah. Uh, he created this company. You've seen a picture of him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Seen that? Yeah. He created uh, the company FTX. It was valued at $32 billion. Mm-hmm. Okay? Yeah. It went to zero on Sunday. Really? Yeah. Do you know Why? old-fashioned run on the banks. Everybody tried to withdraw, and he didn't have the money. He had to sell out. Damn. So they want to cash out their crypto. Yeah. Why? <laughs> Why was there a run? I would say everybody's scared about it. So it says now, uh, leaving scores of investors scrambling to get their <laughs> deposits back and triggering probes in the U.S. by Securities and Exchange Commission, the Commodities Futures Trading Commission, and the Department of Justice, according to the reports. On Thursday, the 30-year-old Bankman Fry took to Twitter to level with his clients. And his exact words were, I up and I should have done better. Maybe he needs to be caned. Yeah. It says it took less than five years for him to build a personal fortune that was estimated at its highest point to be more than $26 billion, making him among the richest people in the world. And during this time, he had people, he set up camp in the Bahamas, and he had people coming to him uh, like six months ago. CEOs, celebrities, world leaders like Bill Clinton, Tony Blair flocked to him and just trying to get his information and uh, the the power of blockchain. So you know, I find that interesting because everybody earlier this year was on the crypto bandwagon, crypto, crypto, crypto. And yeah, I made a rap song about it. Actually, yeah, yeah, I know it. Yeah, it's in production. And so, um, now, I mean, it, 
this was like one of the biggest guys. He's crashed. I mean, he's crashed and burned. And then since we've been here <laughs> but recording. But crypto's backed by nothing. No. Exactly. And so kind of like the American dollar. And so. Uh, Touche. Yeah. So I even got an alert here while we were doing the show that now another crypto company has actually had to, here it is, crypto lender BlockFi pauses withdrawals in the wake of FTX's collapse. So now it's starting to snowball. You got these other companies that people are starting to run on them to withdraw all their money out of it. And so uh, that's your uh, crypto update. We have a late breaking uh, Arizona, 72% reporting now. Mm-hmm. Katie this. Hobbs, 984, 721. Carrie Lake, 962,863. Yeah, so she's a bu- she's 1.2. The Democrats, 1.2% yeah. ahead. Not get, a good sign. They get to that magic 3%. It's over, son. The, uh, not good. We will, uh, reconvene next week thank you for listening please uh like subscribe follow us on true social send us an email info at bcblpodcast.com ratings reviews well uh-oh well, let us know how the new live uh format was yeah for you guys. well not technically live but recorded and posted unedited bing bang boom have a nice evening that's too true for radio all you can't sing about it, they'll show you the door. Cause Nashville ain't got any balls anymore. They cast you aside, hope you'll tuck tail and leave. But you ain't ever met an old boy quite like me. Well, I'd rather be real than put on a fake show. But that's too true.